a ticket to ride Gonna find that lady with two or three kids And sit down by her side Ride till the sun comes up and down around me about two or three times. Smoking cigarettes in the last seat. Try to hide my sorrow from the people I meet and get along with it all. Go down what people say, y'all. Sing a song with a friend. Change the shape of her men. And get back in the game. Start playing again. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Happy Wednesday morning. It's raining out. And I already know I could build my castle of memories just to have somewhere to go. It's my favorite line. Um, I could build myself a castle of memories just to have somewhere to go. Down and out, riding the Greyhound bus, just looking at people. Town in town? Nowhere to go? Lost in your thoughts of the good times? Ah, it's one of my favorite songs ever. I love Blaze Foley. <clears throat> A lot of people have covered this. I think John Prine made it more famous, but Blaze Foley. It's fantastic. Anyway. <clears throat> good morning. Good morning to the YouTube crew. We got Norm. We got Abe, Detroit Dabber. Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne, good morning to you, Josh, and thank you for the reminder. It's the morning show. It's bite-sized bits of everything I enjoy. We listen to some music. I tell you what's going on around the John Boy Media Network. Then we talk about a random American town. Then we talk about a random baseball player. And then we talk about some poems or some books or documentaries on Fridays. Enrique... On Facebook is back. He says he had eye surgery. I hope you're doing fantastic and everything went smoothly and as good as it possibly can. Um, be well, man. John Sepsi says Clay Pigeons is great, both Prine and Foley. Yeah, like John Prine's one of my favorite artists ever. I just like the Blaze Foley version better, but I uh, appreciate that John Prine does it. I mean, the Avett brothers have a version too, and that's good. Todd Father, Kyle. AJ in the Periscope. Let's see. Jill, Chuck, Mark, Jeff. We got any 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 new people? BVD, Real D. All right. Good morning, everyone. How you guys doing? Your microphone is filthy. Let's see. There's a little dot there, a little dot there. Could use a lint roller. Some fuzzy here, some fuzzy there, some fuzzy there, fuzzy there. Fuzzy, fuzzy everywhere. Okay, we're we're cleaning the mic. Thanks for letting me know I needed to clean the mic. Appreciate it. Late night last night. Texted my fiance Katie at one one thirty a.m. I said, "Hey, let me sleep in, please. It's late." Um, but that breakdown was crazy. That's stupid. That I've gotten myself into this web where, um. Some of these breakdowns I do are like fucking video essays. I don't know what I what I did. I mean, I enjoy it. I was trying to get as much research, as much history as I could. When Cash, when Kevin Cash said the three years ago, I was like, what's he referencing? I was like, oh, yeah. And then um, someone reminded me that someone on the inside said, yeah, the Yankees weren't happy because it was Kittredge. And that's the guy from that. So, like, they were all tied together. So I was like, oh, shit, this is deeper than that. 
I think I'm going to make a just a, a pure two-minute, no-research, silly one today just to reset the clock. Because um, uh, the Cubs-Red ones was all lip-reading. That takes forever. I need, like, a nice, quick, easy one. Just bang it out. We're going to be here all day today. We're going to be here till midnight since it's a record day. So I'll be in the office all day. So I think I can get it. Um, all right. Hope everyone is doing well. I don't. I think I, I didn't even do the graphic. I did the graphic yesterday, so it might be messed up. We have Wake and Jake talking Giants and John Boy and Jake Radio on here. I feel like on Wednesdays we usually have a talk in baseball. I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, tomorrow's show should be pre-recorded or no show at all. Those are the two options. So uh, hopefully I can try and do that today. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, morning, September 2nd, 2020. Let's start. Uh, let's take a tour. We're going to Falls City, Nebraska. Falls City, Nebraska. I wish uh, our dear friend Bubak was around. He's from Nebraska. I didn't do any research. Uh, I did like I did like two lines of research. I read the Wikipedia page, and that's all on the car ride here because Caitlin dropped me off since it's a late day. And that's all. The breakdown took away all my research time. But I do know that it's in the very corner of Nebraska. See? You see that? See Nebraska? And it's in the corner. Bam. All the way down there. Closer to Kansas City. wonder, what was it in between? Omaha and Kansas City? I wonder if that was a, a cow town for, like, you know, Dodge City people. Anyway, the town name is Falls City, and I believe it's because there's a river that went through there. Looks like the big Nemaha River went through there, and there were some falls. Or it was forked in between two two parts of the big Nemaha River. And they said there was falls, but then they said the falls dried up because the river has changed so much. The Wikipedia is just terrible shit after terrible shit. Um, it was a stop on the Underground Railroad, which is actually like, you know, that's cool because uh, they were helping uh, helping people out. But the, re- the fact that it exists sucks. Because uh, of the Kansas-Nebraska Act, which is bloody Kansas, crazy shit. Brown, John Brown, lunatic. Some people say hero. Some people say lunatic. You'll have to read my thesis from junior year of college to find out my thoughts. I don't remember what I wrote. I think he was a lunatic. I think any any I think all activists are lunatics. I don't know if that's that's probably too blanketed of a statement. I probably shouldn't say that. I take it back. Strike that from the record. John Brown was a lunatic. But he sparked the Civil War, basically. So good for him. Enough of the history, Jimmy. People don't care. Anyway, uh, then the next tidbit on Wikipedia said, In the summer of 1966, Braniff Airlines Flight 250 crashed near Falls City due to bad weather, killing... All 42 on board. I wonder if, see, like, that's a tough Google. 19, oh, getting a call from Old Greenwich, Connecticut. Not going to answer that. 1966 Falls City plane crash. Is this something we want to Google or not? Oh, okay. 
You guys heard of that town in, um, whoa, there's a town in England or somewhere where, um, that's crazy. Look at that picture. That's the plane crash and all the remnants and they put up like tents. It's nuts. How big was the plane? Oh, that big? Okay. Well, this happened in Fall City. There's some crazy story about... Um, maybe I did this on Just Talking, which is actually on this feed. And that's something. On the podcast app, if you scroll... On the podcast app for morning, if you scroll all the way down, you'll get episodes of Just Talking, which was a show my fiance and I did together. It was just like, you know, family and friends listened and it was lighthearted and updates on our lives because we moved so much. And then we did some news stories and I really like cognitive biases. So we did a lot of that arrival fallacy. Um, oh, a lot of them are gone. <sighs> Never mind. Don't go look for them. They're all gone because we got to up our storage. Anyway, um, there's some plane crash story in England where this plane crashed in a town and one I'm going to butcher it. It's really cool, and I'll think of it as butcher. It's like an American and a, a British family made friends over this because either he survived in the town and they found him, or it was the guy that died's brother in America came to see where he died and then met friends with the English, and then they made some crazy story. But I forget it, so maybe I shouldn't have gone into it. Anyway, Falls City, Nebraska, let's go check out what they're all about. It looks like a pretty big town. Oh, the other the other tidbit on Wikipedia is that the movie Boys Don't Cry um, with um, Hilary Swank is based on a true story that took place in Falls City, Nebraska, which is terrible. Uh, trans person got raped and beaten and they went to the sheriff and said, Hey, these two guys raped and beat me. And the sheriff said, we don't care basically. And then, then the two guys killed them and then they sued because they were like, you didn't protect them. Terrible story. Is this place close to Laramie? Where's Laramie? No, that's way. I always drive through Nebraska, then Wyoming and Laramie is like over here. That's got bad story too. So the Wikipedia is full of bad stories. If you're from Fall City, send us some good stories about your town because all we got is bad stories. Let's go take a look what they're all about. Look up Come From Away, the the Broadway play. Someone in a, per, a Periscope, Andrew Pollock, said, look up Come From Away. That's the Broadway play about all the people that are on the flights that got stuck in Newfoundland during 9-11 because there was no, no planes. I seen that Broadway play, and let me tell you this. It's phenomenal. It's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen on a theater. Every actor plays three different parts, and they never really switch outfits, and you know exactly who they are all the time because their acting is so good, and the writing and the choreography is amazing. Come From Away, great play. Good shout-out, Andrew Pollock.
Um, and the story is amazing, too, if you just want to watch the documentary on it. Everyone was stuck in this tiny town in Newfoundland because none of the planes that were going back and forth from Europe could enter America or leave. So they were like in the middle of the Atlantic in Newfoundland and the town had to come together and feed these people, give them shelter, be nice to them. And they actually like built this like community. And then people go back every now, every for anniversaries because they like had a good time. And some people feel terrible for having such a good time stuck in Newfoundland when the rest of the country, you know, so, but it's a really good play if you want to go, if you like plays. Looks like Jug Brown Stadium's pretty nice. Jug Brown. Who's Jug Brown? Is that a guy? Famous person in Nebraska? Jug Brown Stadium is a great stadium name. Um, I mean, I guess I'll just Google Jug Brown and see who that was. John J. Jug Brown, okay. He's in the Nebraska Hall of Fame. Bubak, you know him? Jug Brown. Okay, okay. Looks like he's a legendary football coach. Look at that look, man. I'm a huge fan of Jug Brown's look. Got like the pea coat on. Buttoned up and hide at the waist, and then he's got the little detective hat crooked on his head. One of the few who was both a fine athlete himself and also a fine coach. This gentleman played on the undefeated 1922 state championship team of Lincoln High School, being selected as an all-state quarterback. In addition, he was all-state in basketball and a member of the state track and field championship group of Lynx. After moving into the profession of coaching, he began the task of building Falls City High School into an important part of Class A athletics in Nebraska. Frankly, his teams put Falls City on the map. His Tigers won the 1939 State Basketball Championship in Class A. He had several unbeaten football teams at Falls City. The undefeated 1934 State Championship in Class A football was a good example. Today, the stadium at Falls City is named for this great coach. Cool. Now we all know about Coach Jug Brown. His legacy leaves Nebraska on this date. Jug Brown. Jug! Hey, Jug! That's play calling. Jug. Why do you think he was called Jug? Always, always just carried a jug with him all the time? It just sounded phonetically nice. Here's all the baseball fields. Those look nice. It's like a nice complex. This might be the... I mean, we've done a lot of small towns this week. This might be like the biggest, most complete town. Looks pretty cool. Let's find a random house. Everyone send these people 20 bucks. Imagine that's what we did. All right, we're all sending you 20 bucks. I don't know if I should do addresses and stuff. Oh, you guys can't even see it. It's 423 blank, blank street. We're all sending them 20 bucks. We're going to make their day. Cool. All right. Zoom out. Jug Brown Stadium. That's kind of cool. I don't know if the Bluetooth's hooked up. 
It's not good when you want to do the transition sound, but it's not hooked up. And that's all I have to say about that. That's Falls City, Nebraska. A lot of bad news about it, but, I mean, Jug Brown, put him on the Wikipedia. He's the best coach of all time. Named Jug Brown. Next up, we got Rusty Greer. Rusty. Rusty was a defensive whiz. Um, Played for the Texas Rangers. I think he's in the Texas Rangers Hall of Fame. Let's see if we can find some... um, yeah, so this is his biggest play. He had a catch. Steps out of the box. He had a catch that saved um, a perfect game for, who was it? Kenny Rogers. This is a game-saving catch. Kenny Rogers' perfect game. Let's let's all see it. It's a nice catch. It's a nice catch. We all can clap for it. Diving. All right. So that's a pretty normal dive, right? This is rude. Any Yankee fan followers that know me are going to be like, you didn't need to do this. You ever seen someone dive head first and catch the ball over their head? Think about it. Dive head first, catch the ball over their head. You ever seen it? i never seen it. But when you got someone who dive is thinks dive first, you'll see it. Like think about the the science of it. Dive, the ball's over your head. It doesn't add up scientifically. Geometry's off. Do the motion. Dive, but the ball's over your head. It's bizarre. Rude, Jimmy. No need to be rude. Let's go check out Rusty Greer. His real name was Thurman Clyde Greer. Thurman Clyde Greer. The Red Baron was his nickname. Well, how'd he get the name Rusty? Because he was a redhead? Is that a thing? He got MVP votes in 1997 and Rookie of the Year votes in 1994. How do you get an MVP vote? 321 batting average, 405 on base percentage, 936. That's pretty good. But only, uh, he finished 22nd in MVP voting, which means he got oh, he got four four votes. Good for you. Four votes. Who did he lose to? Who was the MVP in 1997? Ken Griffey Jr. and Larry Walker. All right, let's go check out his debut. No, I want to do his numbers versus Hall of Famers because it might be some fun names. What? I clicked the wrong button. Versus pitcher. You know, Baseball Reference also does, like, most similar to. If you scroll all the way down, he's most similar to uh, Christian Yelich. What? That's awesome. I Christian Yelich right now. I feel like he's about to pass him. Uh, Kevin Euclid. Gabby Kravith. John Cruck. Ripper Collins. Ripper Collins. That's a good name. 
All right, let's see how he did um, versus Hall of Famers. Mike Messina. Oh, he he killed Mike Messina. That's awesome. 11 for 31 with three doubles and a home run. 355 batting average, 412 on base percentage against Mike Messina. And 34 plate appearances, not a bad number either. Man, take that, Mike. Rusty Greer had your number. Single, single, fly ball, walk, fly ball, double, double. Gotcha. Hey, what do you know about Rusty Greer? Oh, I love Rusty Greer. He was a stud for the Rangers for a bunch of years. Professional hitter. What do you know about Rusty Greer now? Big big catches. His real name was Thurman, and he um, he crushed Mike Messina. Moose. Look at that. Pedro, good numbers, but only 17 plate appearances. Rusty was good. He was the... Uh... He had four hits off Mariano Rivera. You think they did anything? Yeah. A double in a tied game? Pretty good. Ended the game on a ground out once. Yeah. Rusty. Why do they call him Rusty? No, nah, I used to eat rust. Yeah, I don't know. Got into the You're mic. getting... Uh, someone said my mic was dirty. I just cleaned it. It's got all your hair all over it. Hair's clean. Your hair's so fucking wild. I don't know what to do. I think I gotta get a haircut. I think a haircut's a logical haircut's next step. gotta be the move at this point. Katie wants to give you a cut. Over my dead body. Um. Yeah. All right. So that's uh. And that's all I have to say about that. Rusty Greer. Get a haircut live during JGR. That would be good. That'd be good. Um. <clears throat> next up, we do books. So we got all these. We do a lot of poems, right? You guys that that watch this every day know. You've been here for it. You enjoy it or you don't enjoy it. Actually, I think some people enjoy the book section. Um, people that are watching for the first time, what the fuck? He has palms. Um, so I have a, we've done a bunch, right? So we have Bukowski, who I've done down there, and he's kind of raw, but really heartfelt. We have uh, Reagan Butcher. He's like, you know, we did this from prison, really short, um, can be pretty crass at times. Then we've done Aimless Love. These are longer, but kind of wholesome and uh, life moments. We've done a whole bunch of Ted Kuzer. Short, sweet. I really like Ted Kuzer a lot. They're all slightly different styles. Um, so now I'm going to do Derek C. Brown. And he's more spoken word, but on paper. So a little different. Oh, I didn't change it. So I don't know if anyone knows about him. I don't know if he's written anything recently, but some hit pretty good and some don't. Oh, shit. I, I like this one, but it's way too long to read. Forgot about it. It's called My Speech to the Graduating Class. And I wonder if I still like it because I, 
I was younger when I read all of his books. And I don't know if he's got new ones out. But, yeah, it's more like spoken word. I mean, he's got he's got videos on YouTube that I can see people being turned off by spoken word poetry. But then yeah, I'm speaking it. But you know what I'm saying. I'm not, like, putting on a performance. Sometimes I do. I play the music behind. Wow. I am what I hate. Interesting. Um, did anyone choose a... You guys always want page 22. That's just the thing. Let me see. Because some, some of his are really long. And I have flagged some because some I don't. Page 22 is the end of a poem called St. Mark's. I didn't flag it, though. So I'm going to cl go closest to the one I flagged. But I also flagged these 10 years ago. So I don't know if 21-year-old me has the same enjoyment. Um, down the I-15, I just had to get to you. Sounds like love. I like life. I like life stuff more than love. All right, anyway. 85 miles per hour down the I-15 highway, a sparrow dropped like a rock into my windshield. Feathers flew like every girl's pillow fight. Other cars drove through and between the soft shrapnel. So he hit a bird. That's crazy. A bird flew right into his windshield and exploded like Randy Johnson throwing a pitch. Nature splattered its death, Jill, it's death pod, art on the glass of the small air-conditioned car. Wings exploded from the body. Ooh, wow. Painting a scene here of a dead bird. The body became a noise and then paint and then nothing. Ooh, that paints the visual nice. Heard the noise, then blood paints everything, and then nothing. Ugh. I thought of the courage it took that bird not to pull out of the dive. It either quit or got tired. Birds don't get tired? Question mark. Good question, Derek. I don't know if birds get tired. I'm guessing they do. Um, I'm going to guess birds get tired. I thought of the reasons. I thought of the achievements of fear. I thought of the bird tired of searching for food. I thought of the bird sentenced by the other birds. It's <laughs> funny. You got to go kill yourself, dude. Fly into that traffic. You've been sentenced. I thought the bird wanted to be a beautiful, exciting explosion. Oh. I thought of making love to you in your parents' house while they slept and drove faster. While they slept and I drove faster. So in the end, the bird was just distracting him from getting to her. But anyway, I thought the bird, I thought of the bird sentenced to death by the other birds. It's a pretty funny thought. Bird court, you have to go fly into traffic. You're done. Birds can just kind of hang on air currents for a while without flapping when they're tired. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Grotesque death pot. Yeah. The death always comes up somehow. Anyway, that's that's Derek C. Brown. So I still want to get the shelf here where I just have all the different poems and then the P.O. box. And if you guys got good books, send suggestions, send stuff, and, and I'll build a shelf right here. That's my dream. So then I can – because I have all of these now. I don't bring them home because I'm like, well, on a pinch, I'll just do a poem. So now we have Derek C. Brown. Um, 
You guys can. We'll have a day where everyone gets just chooses in the chat. Maybe I'll I'll put out. I don't know if everyone uses Twitter. This show's confusing, man, because if you look at one single platform, you'd be like, no one watches that. But when you combine the three, it's like a lot. Uh, so I'm trying to think of where I could reach out to all of you. Maybe on YouTube. I'll just, but no one use, but more people use Periscope and Facebook, where I do a poll of like, which one do you want to, which book do you want to read today, the night before, and that's how we choose the book. Otherwise, I'll just figure it out. Anyway, all right. When yeah, Twitter poll would work. Get a cute little bookshelf. I don't know how cute it's going to be. I just want a shelf right here. So all these books. I've said this a lot now. Can be like this. That's what I want. Lost 30 people on the Periscope when I got to the book. Oh, yeah. They're not ready, man. I think that's the place where, like, new people come in and out. They're not ready. Rusty says Facebook. Who still uses Facebook? Rusty, I was with you until we realized how crazy Facebook is. If you're a content creator out there and you haven't tapped into Facebook... Do it because everyone still uses Facebook, apparently. I don't. We post from there. On Facebook, we have the most people watching right now. And yesterday, Facebook had double what Periscope and YouTube had combined watching. It's crazy. Anyway. All right, I'm going to play Blaze Foley. Wake and Jake's coming up. See you guys tomorrow. Uh, pre-recorded tomorrow or no, none at all. Those are the options. There's no way I'm going to be able to get up because it's a long-ass day and long-ass night tonight. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate you. See you tomorrow. I'm going down to the ground station. Going to get a ticket to ride. Going to find that lady with two or three kids and sit down by her side. Ride till the sun comes up and down around me about two or three times. Smoking cigarettes in the last seat. Try to hide my sorrow from the people I meet and get along with it all. Go down what people say, y'all. Sing a song with a friend. Change the shape at her men. And get back in the game. Start playing again. <laughs>